Lacrosse, which is one of the coolest places in Cleveland by far. I'm sure you guys will agree. <laughs> uh, but we're sitting down with Amanda and Josh. Josh is the, the brewmaster here, and Amanda, you're the marketing director, right? Correct, marketing manager. Marketing manager. I, I want to make sure I got it right. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for having us, guys. And we're actually we're, we're behind the scenes this time. Yeah. It's the first time we've ever done something like this. Um, so tell us a little bit about what, what we see all around here. Uh, that's a great question. So all the tanks you see are American-made. They're out in uh, Oregon, or made out in Oregon from a company that doesn't actually exist anymore. But all the brewing equipment is actually from Germany. So it's kind of a nice marriage of uh, American and German equipment. But Braucon is our manufacturer. Pretty, uh, pretty high-end equipment. Um, a lot of touchscreen, you know, computer-controlled valves, yeah. and you can pull stuff up on your smart screen or smartphone, and uh, it's it's pretty. That's impressive. It's nice, um, nice uh, equipment for like cleaning. But uh, basically, the way this brewery is kind of set up, no, don't mind that. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're back in the, the thick of it. On the other side <laughs> of this wall is where we store all our malts. Uh, okay. So we use Weirman, which is a big German. Um, producer of malt and barley mm -hmm. and the way it's set up we have a hopper and we dump all our malt in for like a batch like the day before and then I'll start the brew usually about 3 3 30 4 in the morning depending on the brew oh really and now are you starting this from home on your smartphone or get out of here oh, yeah. not. oh wow. yeah <laughs> I love it. The way these brews are set up, it's about a 12-hour brew day. Sure. So unless you want to be here for a full 12 hours each time you brew, which right. you know, we're doing anywhere from 80 to 100 batches a year. Wow. So going back to how it's kind of set up, so that room on the other side of this wall at the far, far end is where all the barley goes through the mill, and we have... Um, conveyor system so it's a disc and chain so it's a slow like kind of gentle process that drags all the barley after it's gone through the mill so it's milled up cracked open per yeah. se and grist and we're we're heading up to the, the first copper kettles which maybe we'll see later on yeah. out in the beer hall sure but uh, the way we're set up is we have a mash kettle so two vessel system out in the beer hall and then there's actually some vessels back here I'll point out in a second, but you start with your mash, and a lot of these German recipes are, you know, throwbacks to, you know, late 1500s. Same recipes, yeah. same styles, just obviously the technology has changed quite a bit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the mash step in most of our brews take about three hours, so we're doing step mashes, and, okay. which basically allows you to, you know, heat it up, mix it together and hold it for a temperature and you're breaking down you know different types of sugars at certain temperatures and protein rests yeah. so you know your your temperature and time kind of looks like steps so you're going up the temperature holding for a bit up the temperature hold so that's why they call it a step match that makes sense okay yeah. i'm, I'm so. following along my my, my tiny brain can cover <laughs> so that, that i know some of these words is kinda <laughs> like a, like a porridge kind of consistency yeah. okay. so kind of like oatmeal maybe a little bit more wet but uh, we're holding it in there for about three hours, and then we pump it over to the second uh, vessel, which we actually call the louder tongue, which you think of yeah. like a strainer. So that vessel strictly just does straining mm -hmm. and you know separation of the barley husks and the sugar and the liquid wort, which is what we're, we're making yeah. up in the brew house. 
So that process takes generally two, two and a half, three hours, depending on the style, you know, and how quickly we're running. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so we're separating all the, the wort liquid from the husks, and we're going right back to the vessel we had just first started. So now it becomes the kettle, which is oh, where we're going to nice. do the boiling. Yeah. So you have one vessel that does all the heating, and as far as the mash stuff and the kettle, as far as the boiling, and uh, it's a really nice system. Wow. It actually has an agitator inside the kettle. Holy cow. Like, we'll, we'll go up there and look at it. But so you're, cool. so you're super spoiled over here, aren't you? It, it's like a, a much smaller scaled down version of what I was uh, working with at Great Lakes. Yeah. It's very, you know, it's an amazing system there as well. Sure. But, uh, you know, you boil it for an hour and a half, two hours, you know, depending on the style of beer. And, uh, you know, it's, it's what they consider, it's a very German technique for the brewing too because they do what they call a gentle boil so most breweries American breweries are used to like boiling off you know quite a bit of water so you know your steam vapors are boiling yeah. off and that's generally the water so you're concentrating your wort mm -hmm. to get rid of some of that water we don't boil off a ton and it's it's what they consider a little bit more gentle and there's actually a couple steps where we'll actually stop boiling and do uh, kind of like a DMS like separation step yeah. And it's kind of weird at first and it doesn't really make sense, but then we do a stripping where it actually um, will actually recirculate over this china head that's inside of the, the kettle. And so that's where our heating element is. Yeah. And that actually flash boils off a lot of compounds that you really don't want in the, in the brew. Yeah. And uh, it's amazing. You wouldn't think it would really work until you actually see it and smell it. You can smell it kind of like flashing off. Yeah. Some bigger breweries that have really impressive systems, like New Belgium is yeah. one of them. And they have a system that's kind of similar, but just huge uh, flat dome, if you can think of it. Yeah. And, you know, the wort's kind of rolling over the top of it, and it's kind of allowing, like, a bigger surface area and a thinner stream, allowing that um, compound to flash, like, boil off. Wow. So it actually comes out of you know the wort, and that's what you're trying to do in your boil. Is trying to get rid of some of these compounds, boil them out. You know, besides the condensing of the wort, and you know, obviously dumping in some nice, tasty hops. You know, give sure. some uh, bitterness and aroma, yeah, yeah. those good things. And uh, after we're done boiling, uh, vessel right back there, the real tall one. It's yeah. actually a hot liquor tank. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, hot water on the top, and then whirlpool below. So yeah. Whirlpool is kind of exactly what you would think of it. Um, we pump in in a, what they call a tangential pipe, so it's basically like plumb to the side of the wall. And when it's pumped in at high rate of speed, you're creating like a natural centrifuge. That's so what that does. It just kind of gets uh, some of those compounds that aren't dissolving into the wort from the boil uh, to kind of coagulate and kind of clump together in the middle. And uh, it's just a really nice, natural way of filtering out things that aren't going to stay and dissolve into the wort any sure. any further. Right. So if we can separate them out, the clearer the wort, the clearer our beer, uh, the tastier it's going to be. So that's, that's so. From there, we got a heat exchanger. Oh, sorry. No, you're all right. Oh, right. It's got some more science here too. So I just. Uh, let me get to I'll the next beer. With you guys. Really Lee, Lee, I will give you a thousand dollars if you can tell me anything about Josh's. <laughs> the uh, the big tank in the back is the whirlpool. Yeah, there you go. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. Yes. 
And did I mention that this whole brewery is metric? So everything in here oh, no is way. in Celsius, it's in liters, kilograms, grams. Oh, wow. Which, when you first kind of hear it, you're like, eh. And then you really start to uh, acknowledge it and accept it, and it yeah. really makes sense. So, so you're, you're, you're fully converted now, huh? It's when I'm in this room, everything makes sense. But then when you start asking me, like, hey, can you convert this? Yeah. I'm like, okay, hold on. <laughs> the, real, the real question is, do you have your weather set on your phone to Fahrenheit or Celsius? It's still Fahrenheit. Okay, so, all right. Don't get wrong. He's going to throw you for a curveball and go Calvin. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. So basically what you're saying is it's really simple. Anybody could do this. That's well, not just, no. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, you, you touched on one thing that I, I wanted to kind of talk about, which sure. was, you know, and I don't know the word for it, and I'll leave it to you guys to pronounce it. Maybe Amanda, you can talk about this. The, um, yes. the, the process. <laughs> sorry. The process of how you guys do your brewing and what it's you know confounded to only those certain types of ingredients mixed in with this really high tech brewing system. How is how is that balance? So you know? you're, you're basically kind of referencing the Ryan Heisch book. Oh, so of course. Right. Right. So, yes. <laughs> I mean, which is basically a law from 1516, Bavarian purity law, says you can only make beer from water, barley, hops, right. huh. and yeast. So it used to only be written in that it would say three ingredients, but it's really a reference to four. Mm -hmm. You know, back in the day, they knew that they were dealing with yeast, but it just right. wasn't. It was kind of just an accepted. Sure. At least that's what I've you know read and understand, but. We are doing that in here because basically once you come into this brewery, you might as well be in Germany and the beer laws in Germany are very serious and we still follow those rules here. Serious in Germany? Uh, yeah, over-engineered and uh, you know, a little bit of attitude. Right. Uh, when it comes to beer, it's uh, it's serious. Uh, yeah, right. Well, you don't, you don't until you start drinking that. it, then, right. it's, uh, then it's all fun. Sure. But uh, yeah, we. I would say the biggest way I describe it is, is we're not like organic but we're all natural okay okay so to be organic is a whole nother level right and, you know sourcing all your raw materials and you know making sure everything's clean to a certain level and you know if you're doing non-organic you have to chase everything out yeah but uh, we are brewing natural beer so good reference would be the bubbling you see right over here yeah. in this fermenter so you know during I'm sorry that's what they were asking about that, that. Yes. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> so what, what we're seeing is uh, some CO2 that's actually being produced during the fermentation. So fermentation is the metabolizing of the sugar that we extracted from the barley up in the brew house, up in the copper kettles, and then we're you know feeding yeast to all this you know nice sugar food source and the byproduct of that you know metabolizing the sugar is alcohol and carbon dioxide. Right. Or if you're on a tour, I would say, you know, it's uh, farts and piss. <laughs> <Right>. so, <laughs> so, so it, it, you're, you're drinking waste. That's going to be the soundbite for this episode, so you know. You know, but uh, I always get a giggle out of people, and they just kind of look at you. And right. You, and then you start talking about yeast having sex. <laughs> That's what we came see, here for. See, I told you. There yeah. it is. Yeah. So, so it's like. you got to make it a little interesting. To like, it's like when they have like a home brew or a home meat and you have to burp it, is essentially what it's doing. It's the same process. Well, no, it's just that's the that's the byproduct that they're you're still releasing that gas, and sure. the same as like burping, only this is like the scientific way. You're not just opening 
a container or so the the devices they're actually bubbling you know you could say they're kind of like a, a water airlock but really the devices what we call spunding devices okay so it's a fancy uh, pressure relief valve that you can actually adjust the pressure on the tank so inside the fermenter uh, is actually two batches of wort that we've brewed up which we brew 20 hectoliters at a time which is not quite five, of course. 550 <laughs> gallons. I mean, it's 528s, but we're actually throwing a little bit more than 528 in there. We really, I just say 550 because it sounds easier. Yeah. Right. yeah. And then we can say, you know, there's about 1,100 gallons inside each one of these tanks because we double batch into all of these uh, one through seven. And we have eight and nine down there that are wow. single, single batch. But um, yeah, so. What we're doing is, is we're, we're watching the fermentation and you, you have an inverse relationship with how much sugar uh, you start with. So yeah. you start with a bunch of sugar and zero alcohol and then Pac-Man yeast is in there doing his thing. <laughs> and uh, you know, that, that relationship, that ratio starts changing. Right. So the sugar content's coming down and the alcohol content's going up. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, at a certain point with brewing German beers, according to the Ryan Heisch book, you actually will start keeping some of that pressure inside the fermenter to actually naturally carbonate the beer. Because once you start having alcohol, then you can start calling it beer. Yeah. So we're making wort up in the brew house, and then we're making beer back here. Right. And you know, basically, you know, everything back here is in a scale called degrees Plato. So most of our beers are fairly low gravity, which is another term for it. But just think about sugar content. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you know. You, you would say the more potential sugar you have, the more potential alcohol you can make, but it really is also dependent on your yeast and how uh, efficient your yeast is and how far it can attenuate, which is basically like how efficient or how much alcohol it can actually produce. Because once that yeast is producing alcohol, it's actually in a toxic environment. So it'd be like, you know, trapping you inside of a tank and saying, you know, we're going to keep feeding you, but you right. got to live in this, you know, toxic yeah, yeah. waste. And, you know, but not to get gross, but uh, <laughs> yeast can only, certain types of yeast will only tolerate up to a certain level. Yeah. And then, you know, to keep it happy, you have to keep, you know, repitching it to a new batch of wort. So like if we brew double batches of lager, then, you know, after we've cooled it down, after fermentation, we're gonna take that yeast, which is flocculated, drop down to the bottom of the tank. We're gonna pitch that into a new new batch. Oh, wow. So, and the way that works is, it's kind of like a family tree. Um, <laughs> we go by generations. So you start with one, then you, you split it off into two. You know, each one of those levels is a generation. Oh, interesting, yeah. So you can use it up to, we accept up to 10 or 12 times. Really, that far? Yeah. Interesting. Which, Sounds like a lot, but when you think about it, each one of those could have been split into two, you're really getting more out of it than just yeah. straight 12 three pitches. Wow. So, and I'd say probably about 75% of what we're doing in this brewery is lagers. Yeah. And that other is typically Hefeweizen ale. And yeah. it might even be a little bit more than 25% just for ales. Hefeweizen is our number two bestseller. Yeah, I was going to say. And, uh, this beer that we're tasting, about to taste, um, I think it's I actually a, a bit. no, here, please. <laughs> but uh, this is actually a beer that we're not supposed to do. 
This is, see, this is what we want. We want yeah, like the behind the scenes. So, Nobody knows what's going on yet. Munich's yeah. gonna be watching and listening yeah, right. to this thing going nine nine oh, nine man, nine. Yeah. yeah, it was good. It was good yeah. knowing you, Josh. So yeah, so they're gonna be upset with us because we're actually doing kind of a hybrid beer, which is a Kolsch. Yeah. Okay. So I was lucky enough to go over to Germany pre-pandemic, you know, like four years ago, and went really? to a, a big, huge uh, brewery convention called Drink Tech. It's in Munich. Got to go to Oktoberfest. We, well, we got to do that. Yeah, right. Oktoberfest <laughs> should be on your your, your bucket oh, yeah. list just once. And, now, uh, now accepting donations to send yeah. us to uh, Oktoberfest. <laughs> That's a good idea. Start saving now. Right. And start making your plans now because it's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, I of course, they've canceled it the last two years. But, right. Um, I don't even know where I was going with this. Oh, you're, you're talking about the, <laughs> oh, the cult. so <laughs> I was lucky enough to travel up to Cologne. Uh, Germany as well. Okay. Cologne is, you know, the birthplace of Kolsch beer. Really? So you've got Cologne making Kolsch, and then about 40 minutes, 45 minutes or so by train, you have Dusseldorf, and that is where Altbier kind of is the birthplace. Oh. And they are very kind of similar in a sense that they kind of share this kind of hybrid like yeast. It's very much like a lager but it's technically an ale. Yeah. So it's a little bit warmer temperature, but it's kind of this hybrid yeast, okay? And you guys want some here, please. Oh no, you're just ignoring me. There's some more steins back here. But uh, yeah, so Kolsch is technically fermented at a little bit warmer temperature, which typically most lagers are, you know, in that 48 to 52 type Fahrenheit uh, temperature range, and Kolsch is, or, more like 58, you know, even kind of closer to 60 degrees. Okay. So you wouldn't think that much temperature difference makes a big deal, but different types of yeast like different temperatures and it makes a huge difference in, yeah. uh, you know, the, the flavors that the yeast is actually producing, which, you know, is a kind of a reference to esters, which are kind of different compounds that kind of taste like different things. It could taste like, you know, like butters, like a big thing, yeah. diacetyl, which is right. something you don't really want, but it's produced by the yeast during the fermentation. And, uh, you know, you do things at the end of the fermentation to kind of raise the temperature up to stimulate the yeast to re, uh, reabsorb that diacetyl. So, um, yeah. So this, like, Kolsch uh, might have some, like, light kind of fruity esters to it, which is, yeah. you know, not typical of, like, a normal lager like we do, which is pretty clean and crisp tasting. Yeah. This Kolsch is very, very drinkable. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, they all are, right. 5.2, you know, the light lager, which is still unfiltered and yeah. sitting in the fermenter, maybe a little bit green, but it's going to sit for another month before we even dare to serve it. Really? And uh, it'll clear up naturally. That yeast is going to flocculate. It's going to collect down at the bottom, you know, which is kind of the reason for the cone shape sure. tanks so that you can collect all that yeast and reuse it. <laughs> but don't, uh, mind, don't mind, Lacey. <laughs> So, Kolsch's 5.2%, another uh, low bitterness uh, beer, not a lot of hops to it, but, you know, of course, in Cologne, you're uh, drinking these, like, little 200 milliliter, like, kind of look like test tube, like, glasses of beer, and uh, you have to go there just to experience it. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to explain it great, but basically, they have these servers who can just sling these beers, like, you, really? you don't even know what they're doing, they're just <laughs> coming right by, and the deal is, is, like, if they see you, you're like, oh, 
He's empty. Well, they're, they're, <laughs> they're just, just automatically there, huh? feeding you another <laughs> beer until you take your coaster and throw it on the top of your so glass. like, hey, like, relax and a your, little bit. And your coaster is your tab. So oh, you, really? So you'll be sitting there, and you'll have, like, all these lines around it, and you're like, shit. Like how many right here? <laughs> better not screw with your tab because it is like. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it, it's quite the experience. And then you know, Dusseldorf is kind of like the darker version of of Kolsch, mm-hmm. but it's it is quite a bit different. And there's yeah. different variations of both the Kolsch and the Alps, and I'm not a expert on both these styles. But well, the past 20 minutes begs to differ. Yeah, you're not, the <laughs> not an expert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was lucky enough to travel over there and experience yeah, that it. Yeah, sounds which is, awesome. You know, if you ever get over to Germany, Munich, Cologne, Dusseldorf, yeah. bunch of great places. We, in between, we have to start planning a trip now. Yes, for sure. Now we should definitely do that. Now the culture we're drinking, this is being this is being tapped today, right? Like the yes. big, the mm-hmm. big release. Yeah, so you're technically one of the first to so uh, sit yes. and drink it. We did right. it. Yeah, we got finally. It. We got it. Finally. We're in. Yeah, so I know you, you guys mentioned before, Amanda, when we were talking, that you guys do a, uh, a tapping every month, right? Yes. The, the first Wednesday of every month? Correct. Yes. So we're doing the Kolsch, and I was reading, was it, it's in conjunction with um, the American Cancer Society. So how, how does that relationship work? Um, so um, what I normally do for each of the keg tappings is I kind of reach out to, you know, different organizations or, you know, other people around the area. Mm-hmm try to, you know, see who might be interested in coming in to um, either promote their business or their organization or just come in for fun, maybe just somebody that's a big beer advocate that might yeah. be interested in, you know, getting the first taste of the beer of sure. the month. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, set them up with a table and uh, kind of invite them in and uh, we do this big tradition where we kind of parade around the beer hall with, uh, we always have live entertainment from the Shotskis. Um, so we've, we've got live music for each of the keg tappings, which is pretty cool. Um, and then we tap the keg at seven o'clock every okay. first Wednesday of the month. Um, and that starts with the parading around the beer hall. And then our VIP keg tapper will come up on stage and Josh kind of walks them through how to, you know, tap the keg, and they. Oh, take so they get the, to physically actually tap it. They physically get tap out of it. here. Yeah. Um, we've got the setup over there. What is it called? Like a mallet or something? Like a, <laughs> a big hammer. Big wooden hammer. Yeah. Knock it right on in, and then uh, Josh will pour a nice little sample for them, and. They, awesome. they either give a thumbs up or a thumbs down, and I don't think this guy's has, ever gotten a thumbs down. I was going to say, has anybody <laughs> given you a thumbs down? Well, the band likes to say, you know, it's a thumbs down, they get to drink the whole barrel. Oh, so. I see. <laughs> it's, always, it's always fun. So you said there was a celebrity tapper. Who's the celebrity tapper tonight? Well, it's, it's the American Cancer Society. It's the American Cancer Society. I didn't know if it was a specific person. I know it was oh, benefiting. Oh, I, like, no. I think we just talked uh, about that. Like, summer, you're really not paying attention tonight, <laughs> are you? Come on, man. Get no, with it a little bit. Gentleman, he just works on the board there, and he's yeah. been with the American Cancer Society for several years. He also does their... Um, uh, I think it's called the Leadership of Hope or something program that they okay. do every year. He also organizes like the Relay for Life races. Uh, Real Men Wear Pink for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. They do stuff for that. 
Uh, so he kind of oversees all these different events and um, he's going to talk about some of the events coming up that um, will be around the area that people can attend or you know support different races they can be a part of and stuff like that so that benefits uh, that's American awesome. Cancer Society. Yeah. yeah, that's really yeah. cool. I always try to look out for different, um, like I'm real big with supporting organizations. Like last yeah. month we had the Littlest Heroes in, which is a pediatric cancer foundation. Um, they were incredible to work with. Um, yeah, we've had a lot of different um, fun people coming in. We've got um, a high school principal from Strongsville City Schools. He'll be our kick tapper for next month. In June, we're going a little bit bigger. We've got Josh and Maria Cribs coming in for that. Oh, okay. uh, very cool. So yeah, we, sometimes we go big, sometimes we just do something a little smaller. Yeah. It's just it, really anybody that's interested in coming in, if you guys would ever want to be a keg tapper, oh, please. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> I'm yeah, right. We'll kick out Josh Cribs. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Just, we'll just slide in. <laughs> <laughs> He's got an arm wrestle for Or if you know anybody that, you know, it, it could be anybody or anything, just it doesn't that's need really, to be anything. It's really nice to to know that you said like it can be somebody big like a big yeah. celebrity like josh cribs or, or a smaller organization yeah like that's that's awesome good for you guys it's, yeah it's been fun to uh bring awareness you know each month to a new group or yeah you know, bring some excitement to it you know we're rolling out a new beer and that's the fun of it you know get to kind of tap a new beer kind of coincide with the season and the right. month and, yeah you know different beers farewell different type of times of the year sure mm -hmm. like to have like stronger darker beers over the winter right. for sure you know, right. we're starting to get into the weather well, starting to change a little bit now right. for spring so you have a little little lighter yeah, yeah. right lighter, happier beers. So. yeah we talk about like dressing for the weather you like like we drink for the weather that yeah. We yeah yeah like, yeah now right. that we're getting sure. up for 60 degree days and now it's you know it's, like the, it. it's, yeah. it's all like the lighter beers now it's that's a good way of absolutely it. right drink for the weather you, you That's all you want. There's nothing better. I mean, even like there's there's a, there's a place for every beer. You know, even for light beer and stuff. Oh, sure. There's nothing better than like light flavor beers on summer days and stuff, mm -hmm. right? It's yeah, awesome. It's, it's yeah. That lawnmower beer, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's, yeah. That's a great way to put it. That's a great name for the beer. Lawnmower beer. Yeah. Down. We call it garage fresh, beer. Yeah. Garage. Yeah. Fresh, fresh cut grass. Garage beer is good too. Always, <laughs> we love like all the funky weird names that like craft brewery has. It's just it's yeah, a weird it's, thing that goes. That it's just amazing. it's just it's part of the culture now like it's i think it's cemented in i, I would say i'm probably better at making it than coming up with those you know yeah yeah we've struggled trying to come up with names double meaning uh dirty meaning. right yeah it's all the double entendres yeah and, yeah. and the little backdoor thing it, so it's fun i mean it's a challenge i mean to try and get your uh you know trademarks out there and, oh, i can imagine oh. yeah. and then you have to do like two different things so they a lot of them have German names here too when you're naming your beers, right? Exactly. So maybe you should have to have to figure out how to do a double entendre in German. In, like in two languages, right? <laughs> it's funny, like when you take a phrase and you trans Google translate it to one thing and then back to another. Right? Those? Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Where they do like recipes and stuff. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> you guys ever need help naming beers? I, I think we, we are. Uh, we are your people. <laughs> we are your people. Up because uh, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Come up with it. We're, we're just gonna, we just made ourselves into that. Yeah, right. <laughs> you have to drink some beer though to go along with it. John, okay. yeah, that, that's, that, if you couldn't tell by the assortment we oh, have this here, is just and our beer. yeah, right, and our our posse in the back here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to be offensive. I, I told them before the episode. I guess I'll tell everybody. I'm uh, I'm just losing weight. I'm trying to get ready for like a, a surgery, bariatric surgery. So I'm okay. down like 50 pounds. So um, Lee just wants to be really rude. I'm not trying to be rude. He doesn't want to drink it. Not trying to be rude, not drinking the beer. <laughs> 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 
I keep pushing beer everywhere. Right. No, dude, you're fine. This guy I'm came in to do a like, podcast episode. He won't even drink any of the beer. I know, like, what a jerk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're there, right? It's all the support. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we had to bring three people to drink. Yeah. I brought the keg with me, you know, it's all right. <laughs> it's all we had to bring three people to drink the same amount as Lee, basically. <laughs> That's, awesome. That's good. So we've nope. got uh, some lager here, which oh, is yeah. the, the next. This is our, our year-round uh, offering, which is actually our most popular. We made him feel really bad now. He's going to drink some Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> oh. you know, it's funny, too, and, and this is probably a good segue into the lager. Like, everywhere we go to in most... Um, most brewers and most crepperies really kind of pride themselves on their on their lagers, right? On more of like the simpler recipes. You know, you've got these crazy, um, you know, milkshake stouts and cereal and all these crazy starbursts, yeah, yeah, right? And the hazy IPAs and obviously, you know, within the confines you guys have to have, but it's definitely something to be said to do a simpler beer very, very well. It's you know, there's less room for air, right. I guess. You can't, you can't hide it behind these big, crazy, weird yeah, we flavors. Can't mask it with you know a double, triple hopping. And, right. You know, it, it's a challenge. I mean, a lot of people think it's a little bit easier beer to brew, yeah, but uh, you know, it comes down to the little things like cleaning and just you know your process and yeah. you know repetition. And you know, uh, we we brew a lot of a lot of lagers. So I mean, I'm blessed to have a good system that makes it easier. Yeah. to repeat but it's still a challenge each batch you know? oh yeah and you're dealing with changes in your raw materials a little bit you know of course the water kind of changes throughout the year yeah and uh you know just all the little variables trying to keep as much as you control sure the same from batch to batch oh yeah i mean make a good beer the challenge is making it again oh yeah i mean if there's anything from just you know as far as in depth you've gone and describing the process i think it's clear to see that it's not just push a button and repeat now that you've got it down right so you know the, the process is, is very old as far as what needs to you know be in the beer and how it's done right. but it's clearly not just you sitting back and going okay well <laughs> let's just repeat this and do another lager like yeah it's definitely a, a work of art and I mean, it comes down to you know just having like a clean brewery too like that's a big thing it's like sure. a clean brewery makes a clean beer I mean, yeah at least you hope but, right uh, yeah right that's that's the big challenge it is crazy as i mean obviously we we know slightly more than, than the lame person, not much. Oh, at this point, for At sure. this point, we, we should know more than we do um, <laughs> at this point in, into, our, into our journey. But it's crazy to see, you know, something like this size, and it's definitely different for you guys in the industry, but from anybody else seeing this, to know that it's just you back here running, yeah. running all of this, yeah. as far as the brew process, is, is insane to me. Like, I would imagine there's, like, 30 elves running around or yelling Oompa Loompas in the back. I don't have any Oompa I've had a couple great assistants. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, the pandemic kind of screwed it up a little bit. But, sure. you know, we're, we're coming back pretty strong pretty quick here. I recently, bet. So, you know, we've been busy. I should say I've been busy. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's a team effort. You know, without, you know, the beer hall and all the servers and, the, you know, the food here and yeah. the atmosphere and the, the music. Right. I mean, it's, uh, you know. It's, it's, kind of like, it's funny because we, we don't have it in the background. We'll, we'll get some videos out there, but I mean, let's talk about the beer hall. It's the most it's unique. Chaos. I mean, it's it's the most <laughs> unique place ever. You can't you go to a normal brewery, and you know, obviously, we've been to some amazing ones. They've all got you know different atmosphere, yeah. but there's nowhere that you can walk in to like the beer hall you guys have here. 
that you can say there's anywhere else in Cleveland or really anywhere near here right. that you're going to get that same atmosphere. I mean, sure. walking in the door, you're immediately kind of transported to like old time Germany. It really, right. it, it's, it's incredible. But you mentioned kind of like the Schotskis and the band and everything going on. Like, tell us a little bit about that. Well, we do live entertainment every weekend. Uh, we used to do it every day, but um, obviously the pandemic, yeah. we had to change a little bit. So right. um, currently we only offer entertainment on the weekends, Friday, Saturday, and Thank Sundays. Um, but our one of our house bands is the Shotskis, so they play every oh, Friday, cool. <laughs> um, which is kind of funny because there's actually something at the bar that's called a Shotski. So. Right, <laughs> I know, and it was, it was funny too because we'd, my, my wife and I were, I think the last time we were here was, was years and years ago. And of course, what, what most people probably think of, Popper House, they think of, of the Shotskis, Shotskis, right? Shotskis, yeah. And they're like, yeah, the band is playing the Shotskis. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, maybe I had name. that wrong of what that was. So I'm glad you clarified it. Yeah, I actually see a lot of bars now are starting to do their own version of a Shotski. It's, so I, I, I feel like of anybody who knows what it is, everywhere. like it's Popper House, right? Like, yeah. yeah, that's the place to go. But this to is do. the place that you want to come to do a Shotski. And the atmosphere here, it, it really is so unique from anywhere else you'll go. Um, one, we've got plenty of space to host larger groups. Yeah. So we get a lot of um, birthday celebrations, bachelor, bachelorette parties, mm -hmm. anniversaries, any type of small or big event. People will ask to reserve three, four tables in the beer hall. Um, you've got that live entertainment. The other fun part is you can actually stand up on the benches to, you know, dance. Yeah. Uh, the band is great with doing a lot of like sing-along songs that everybody's familiar with. You know, yeah. like your Sweet Caroline or your, um, <laughs> your West Virginia Take Me Home, Country right. Roads, you know. <laughs> Any of those classic, fun, old-time songs that everybody just loves to jam out to. Um, and it, it's, it's really great the way that this place you know, booms on the weekends. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not just Oktoberfest. I mean, this is all year round. And it's great because this is somewhere where you could come and actually celebrate Oktoberfest all year round. You yeah. don't have to wait till September. Right. You know? So it's it's a great atmosphere. And if you're not really into the big party scene, it's great any time of the week. We do um, different promotions throughout the week. We've got like Schnitzel Wednesday, where we yeah. do 12.99 Schnitzel specials. Thursdays we do a trivia night now. Oh, cool! Um, so it's great because uh, you can bring in a group of people, whether it's just a couple friends or some family, uh, play some trivia. We do give out prizes for the top teams. Um, we also do pierogi specials on Thursdays now. Oh man! Um, pierogies, beer, trivia. What more do you want? No rice. No rice. You're just gonna find us living like yeah. underneath yeah. one of the benches. Yeah. So there's a lot of really <laughs> great things that we do throughout the week to kind of you know continue bringing business in. We do a service industry night on Tuesdays, so anybody in the industry, uh, if you get out of work early on a Tuesday or you happen to have the day off, come on in here, we'll take care of you for that. Awesome. Um, so a lot of different stuff, um, but if you're looking for a great place to kind of, you know, meet people or just, you know, enjoy a big, you know, night out, um, Hafra House is really a great place to come on the weekends, it yeah. really is. And it's great because it's, we're all about, you know, gathering and 
meeting people and it's a, it's a, all about family here mm -hmm. and yeah. again I came here on New Year's Eve with some friends and the amount of people I made friends with that night I was like this is incredible you know yeah. <laughs> not too many other places usually when you go out to eat you're at your own table you don't talk with other right. people here everybody wants to be your friend yeah and it's, it's really great um, just the atmosphere that you can you know that you have here oh sure it I really mean, is different you, you hit the nail on the head I mean yeah, being, right. being out there and like watching people right next to you hop up and stand on the bench and do a big shot. Like, right, yeah. You're right. Anywhere else you're going to go to dinner, you're going to sit with your back to somebody. If yeah. somebody's talking, you're like, you're just trying to stay away. Right, right. You don't want to talk to them, but you know, like, right, you got a band walking every, through. Yeah, the entire restaurant gets into it too. Everybody cheers you on for, yeah, you take that shot. Right. You know, you know, and, you know everybody's up on the tables dancing. I see grandma on the benches, you know. Everybody does it. You know, it's, it's really a, a really live atmosphere here on the weekends. It's fun. Yeah. I, I like it I mean, you can't find that anywhere else. Anywhere else. No. Said, it, was, it was years ago that, that we were here for, I don't know, something for her work or something. I think, right, a, a party for yeah. a small eventer, and uh, we had a table or two. And that, I mean, I still have memories from that night. Yeah. Just that one time. Of, yeah. I think it was like a random, like a Wednesday or a Tuesday. Like, it wasn't anything crazy for a weekend. Like, any time here can just be right. a spontaneous yeah. party. And where else can you go numbers. where it's appropriate to stand on? Yeah, the right. Yeah. Everybody wants to do that. That's right? what I was going to say. Every other restaurant, oh my gosh, you believe this girl? Like, <laughs> Normally we don't get invited so back. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Sir, right. Sir, you can't have any more beer. Right, Please it. get off the table. Off. You cannot come back here. Oh my gosh, that's funny. And with your picture on the wall. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's great here too because we've got um, people like our hostess Barbara, who's also been with um, Hopper House since the original Hopper House on East 55th. So she's got that deep connection with people from you know years past and um, a lot of other you know German cultural organizations and everything like that. Um, so she's really good with you know walking around and getting everybody you know to get excited and get up and dance and you, yeah. know, you really get everybody involved with you know all the chaos that's going on <laughs> all the fun well that le that leads me into one of our, our two probably final questions here before we talk about the last beer um is and you guys can divulge as much or as little as you want but with all that the shot skis the dancing on the tables what's some wild stories that you guys can share with us what, what's some of the crazier things you Josh is already shaking his head, which means you have an answer, but he just doesn't want to say. Uh, I, I try not to be down here on the, the nicer Josh just stays it's, in the back. It's, little, it's, wanna... it's quiet back here. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, got, I got my tanks of beer and uh, <laughs> trying to keep the yeast happy, but, yeah. you, know, you know, like Amanda said, you know, it, it's fun to see, like, I'm a dad now, I've got a three-year-old. Awesome. That's been fun, and then you see, you know, little kids having fun. Yeah. And see the whole spectrum, to, right. you know, grandma and grandpa up and dancing, and uh, <laughs> college nights. You know, I mean, it's it's a pretty big spectrum. Yeah. That's what's fun for me is to see people, you know, enjoying the beer and the food and you know the music and. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun marriage. To piggyback off of that, we're also, you know, we're very big with families. We love families. We, yeah. You know, we, we love kids that come in here and everything. And that's a common question I get a lot of times is, oh, are you allowed to have kids in here? And like, yes, absolutely. We do, you know, family days once a month. It's usually the first Sunday of the month. Um, but families are always welcome in here, yeah. even on the weekends. Awesome. Yeah. 
Then you guys have the beer garden outside too, right? We do. Now that it's like, I mean, it's Northeast Ohio, like it's 60 degrees, everybody's out. Shorts, yeah, yeah sure. Right. It's like, we want to have a beer outside. So oh, yeah. is that is that open yet? Is there an official opening date or how does that work? So the opening, um, we're shooting for May 1st. Uh, I kind of like the, the official almost kickoff before. Yeah, that was know. kind of like our kickoff to it where we're going to do kind of like a Mayfest party, um, kind of the kickoff to the summer beer garden opening. But we'll just kind of have to play it by ear, see how the weather is. But yeah. um, we've got some new ideas that we're going to add to the beer garden just with more flowers and trees and nice. everything kind of make it more open there, and, the and more um, <laughs> inviting if you will um, our beer garden is also dog friendly so we i thought i, read I was going to ask that's awesome, that's we, awesome. We absolutely encourage everybody to bring their pups onto the patio and yeah. enjoy a couple beers um, we'll probably look at doing some sort of events over the summer as well in the beer garden that yeah. uh, will cater to the dogs as well so nice. they can have a good time and um, also be a nice little meet up for people to meet, you know, people with dogs and stuff. Yeah, um, very cool. So yeah, we're shooting for May 1st to open the patio, but um, it really just kind of depends on this weather here. Yeah, no, that's awesome. There's nothing better. Like I said, we're talking about like pierogies, beer, like yeah. music, no yeah. yeah. Yeah, and dogs, like, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great place. We got a lot going on here. A lot of Thank different you. stuff. Any uh, off-site events you're doing? One of my friends asked, because, you know, we're out in the Lake County area. One of my friends asked if you guys are going to be at the uh, Chardon Beer uh, Festival this year. Or anything like that, any of those events. That's a question. Uh, well, we just Gosh. did Winter Warmer. Oh, oh okay. Nice. You guys there? Uh, we missed Winter Warmer. We were at um, the, um, which one did we do? Uh, Bruzology. Yeah, we're at the Bruzology. Okay. We missed we miss the Winter Warmer, unfortunately. A lot of people that we know were there. But, go, to, uh, go to Winter Warmer, because I say it's the best beer fest of the yeah. year. And oh, very cool. It, it's just, you know, all Ohio and great, uh, great breweries and the level of, the, you know, the quality of beer has just gotten higher and higher. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, we were talking before, uh, there's a bunch of breweries I don't even know. Yeah, there's tons. I, I like to pride myself on saying I know a lot of guys in the industry in this area, but uh, there's a lot of small guys who are making some really good beers, winning some awards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Winter Warmer is just like the best example of everybody bringing, you know, like that special beer, strong beer. Yeah. So Winter Warmer is great. Uh, Short and Beer Press, we've done it in the past, and so I, I haven't signed up for it yet, but I hope maybe I'm a Maybe yeah. on the list. So maybe <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get a solid maybe. We used to do Menor Beer Fest as oh, well. Oh, nice. Yeah, and uh, done that a couple of years. You know, Brian over at Brew Menor. Yeah, right. You know. He's a big name. Everybody knows him. Yeah. We, everybody know. Evidently, he's big there because everybody knows him. We've, well, we've talked to him before we're too. In the homebrew industry. Yeah. 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 Right. Into the you know the you know the trade, but uh, he's the guy to go to. I mean, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Change you know change locations, and he's done well. And good guy, like you said. Yeah. It's a nice setup they got over there too. Now yeah. that you got the actual brewery, it's, uh, it's nice really being out in Lake County too, which right. we all are. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's not there's not a ton of options, you no. know, especially in that area. So I, to have somebody like him who's got that crazy knowledge and then actually comes out and puts out some really great beers, it's, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a great spot. So mm -hmm. they're growing. I know they're doing well. But we talked a little bit about May, but I got a my Bach. Oh yeah. So we're, go, yeah. we're just gonna call it Bach this year, but okay. uh, it's it is a my Bach, so it's. 6.9%, oh, so wow. a little bit on the higher end, but uh, as far as it's going to be lagering for a little bit longer, you know, through the rest of this month of April, and okay. this will be May's beer of the month, so again, really good. a little bit, uh, maybe consider a little bit green, but Ooh. it's, it's going really to smooth yeah, out a little bit Yeah, more. no, that's great. Um, that's really good. 
none of these are, I mean, obviously they're all kind of hovering around the same ABV, but they're, they're all very, they're not, they're not super heavy at all. Mm -hmm. I know that's what probably most people think or maybe have a misconception about, like, you know, big steins of German beer and all that. that that's they, a good they point. They really go down. Yeah. They're very smooth. They don't, they don't feel super heavy on you at all. I feel like German beers are all about drinkability. Yeah, right. So it's like, you know, if it's not the beer hall, it's like you said, you know, the beer garden. And you get, when you get over to Germany, you'll see it and experience <laughs> it. But it's more about, you know, sitting there and being social and enjoying the moment. And this is just kind of like your social lubrication. Right. You know? yeah. That's kind of weird that it's the exact kind of opposite of where, like, American beers have gone. Where it's all about kind of, like, who can do the craziest thing almost. with like, And not, not that it's, like, competition, but, like... Like who has those IPAs, those the hazy IPAs yeah, right. with like the like we said the fruit flavors and things yeah, like that, or the, or the Imperials that are nineteen percent, and, all and that's like the entire well. craft beer industry is just like right, so trying to do that with that. each other, yeah, right? Who can one up a little bit? No, it's nice to be able to go someplace that's. And those that's beers not, are great. I mean, there's no right. Well, right. Listen, listen I'm, I'm all it's about just different. It. It's, it's yeah. funny to give you guys the background. Lee is like Lee is the logger guy. Yeah, for sure. Lee, Lee is the brewmaster guy. <laughs> well, he is he is the logger guy. He is like the clean, smooth, simple, like perfect beer. And I am traditionally more of the <laughs> give me the 19% imperial made with cereal and just wants to chew the hops. Bar. Yeah, I want. Yeah, I want to chew my hops. It's you know, I want all this flavors, crazy weird stuff, you know, but. We do, well, I mean we don't we don't discriminate. There's like I said, there's a beer for any day, every day, every season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we 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 just appreciate the craft of it, you know. We really do. We we try here. I mean, it's we try to keep consistent with the styles, you know. I mean, yeah. true true to the, the the recipes and the traditions. Yeah. The beers we're growing, but you know we like to change it up every once in a while. We, had an IPL on tap just not too long ago. Really? I try to keep like a hoppy beer, like you know, at least like once a quarter. Sure. Kinda, you know, we'll have yeah, one here. Got to appease the masses, everyone. You know, a little bit. <laughs> Can't please everybody, but we try to you know right. please as many as possible. So. Sure. But uh, you know, Seth Lager, you know, our Hefeweizen is another huge seller. Those are our two most popular, and then yeah. typically depending on what season, what month it is, the seasonal will be pretty popular. Like Oktoberfest is huge. Right. I mean, that's probably the biggest seasonal we have. I'd imagine so. <laughs> Now I saw something on the um, on the schedule. You guys had a, a, a Stein holding competition. Is that right? Yeah, right we're going to do that tonight. Um, but we are we usually do it every Friday at seven o'clock. Really? Yeah. What are what are some insider secrets? What are what, what's the tips and tricks? How do you how do you finagle yourself into yeah, into a win without lock, being lock like that a giant grizzly yeah. man? Yeah, lean back a little bit and yeah. just uh, think of a happy place. Is it one of is it one of these? Have to think about it. Is it no, a full? These are halves. Yeah, it's a full liter. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty heavy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like we gotta throw our name in the hat. I know, right? We do a women's <laughs> and a men's just to kind of keep it, uh, you know, even and everything. Yeah. Get, let, give the ladies a chance. Sure. I think uh, we have a board up front that'll show you, you know, the time. I think. Oh, you've got like a leaderboard. Yeah, leaderboard. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't definitely do it. There's a guy who's been up there for years. I, I have I have the arrogance to think that I have even an inkling of a shot, and I know I don't, but it, it's not going to stop me from I think the least like trying. Eight and a half minutes or what? Oh, my oh, never mind. No way. Never mind. No, I'm just going to get embarrassed. I'm going to edit that part out. Oh, I did not wow. agree to that. Maybe it is 10 minutes. Yeah. There's no way. Oh, yeah. 
It's up there. I don't uh, know. No, I, yeah, we'll, we'll just edit that part out. Yeah, I, I didn't agree to anything. I think the limit is like two and a half or three minutes. I was thinking like 30 seconds. I think we should do a segment between the two of you. I agree. Oh, while we're holding one? I agree. Yeah. There you go. That's good. We'll just, we'll, we'll try and do the interview before we get it down. Well, I'm not done. That wraps it up for me. What do you well, think? Uh, yeah. This is Josh yeah, and Amanda, and it's been a great episode. So, you guys, they have the advantage there. That's true, because no, I could probably it, just... It's, our, it's really about technique and locking that arm. Just... Okay, yeah. I'm telling you. So, so it's it's the lock out, find the happy place, lean back. Just a little bit. Just you can't... You can't embrace, embrace the stock. You can't break that arm a little bit. And you, and you can't, you know, start dropping it down. Either one of those things. So you got a judge up there who's calling you out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's really... So, oh, yeah. so you just have you to hold attention. like this the whole time. Yeah, oh, but you got to lock your arm. Lock that's it. See, I'm yeah. going to... Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's, I, I try and find a way to cheat any way I can. So <laughs> that's, that's where I'm going to fall off. <laughs> I have a couple beers before. And yeah. You'll feel a little bit better. You'll feel a little more confident. Yeah, right. A little more liquid encouragement. That's That's exactly what I need. Now, see if like I could drink it first. I think I get the advantage, you know, because then like right. then you can empty it first. Right. <laughs> you would you would beat me on that. I, I, you would always beat me at a chugging contest for sure. But um, but I don't know. I think I think I can get you. We'll we'll have to do that. We'll, we'll have, have to, to do it before out. we leave for sure. We'll get we'll get a photo with you guys doing one or something. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Lee, do you want to wrap up with our favorite question ever? That's oh, it's so a hard one. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of. I was cheating. I was kind of looking at what I've been listening to. Uh, oh, <laughs> that's why I pulled up my phone. <laughs> this is weird. So the one thing, if you guys haven't noticed, is our incredible ability to segue into the questions. <laughs> the, the professionals that we are. But we have we have one question that no matter who we're sitting down with, and traditionally on the podcast, you know, we, we do a ton of crapperies, a lot of them on site. Um, but we've had, I mean, everywhere from musicians to entrepreneurs to Guinness World Record holders, and we always... We wanted a question that we could ask anybody, any walk of life, right? Cool. Um, and Lee's going to hit you with a question. This is our, everybody answers it, so we'll give you as much time as you think. But, um, <laughs> but Lee, I'll, I'll pass it over to you, buddy. So we're both big, like, big nerds on music. So what, we, what we'd like to ask everybody is, what is one album that you can put on from start to finish and not skip any songs? It just one doesn't have to be necessarily your favorite or anything like that. You have one already. Oh, that's yes, perfect. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Now, I mean, do not judge me. Oh, it we're so going to do it. It does yes. not leave the beer. <laughs> Celine Dion. Oh, oh there you go. Album. It doesn't matter. Whoever would judge that. Yeah, boo. She is Ooh, my you. guilty pleasure since I was 10 years old. Yes. Is there, is there a particular the album? album or does not matter anything. the album, no. But uh, more of her stuff from the early 90s, Her probably one of her first albums. Yeah. Yeah. What a great answer. That's, That's a good one. answer. It's funny yeah. too because everybody, we, I mean, we never really know and some people surprise us, but it's always great for us that it will either invigorate like a new a new love of them or we'll then, or if it's somebody we've never heard of yep. or now we've never heard of, we always go back and later that week we'll listen to it. So yeah. like I said, it's a question that can like, everybody has an answer to that. You know, yeah, yeah. no matter where you come from. I mean, I'm not like as a fan of it as I was her older stuff, but I'll still listen to it all the sure. way through. Man, I can't think there's anybody who's going to say a bad word about something. <laughs> and she no. is always perfect for me to turn to when I'm not in a good mood or something. Yeah. I put her on, sure. even if I'm having a great day. Power, Celine Dion. Power playlist. I love it. <laughs> yes, the power Celine of love. Dion. That's my girl. Yes. 
I love it. Oh, man. Right, man. Pressure's on. Do you have one? Well, we no, I don't. I, don't. I, I, I have one that I haven't duplicated yet. Oh, we, we don't. Listen, this is our show. I have, I have, this is our show. I, I, so it's funny <laughs> we always ask this, but now we have to have answers every time. And I, So we've gone through like 30 albums. I know. Like this one, we're like, <laughs> you have to just go through your list. Then. I, yeah. I, that's, what I, that's what I'm doing. That's like, I'm looking like, what am I doing? That's what I'm just sitting here thinking. I'm like, man, I can say that one. I and there's so many answers, and traditionally, and I pride like, myself in what, not duplicating an answer yet. Yeah, like, <laughs> we, yeah, we have we haven't yet. So, <laughs> and traditionally, it's like whatever. What was the first thing that popped in your head? You know? Oh man, uh, I always listen to a little bit of Van Morrison's Greatest Hits. Okay. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 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 Greatest Hits is kind of like a cheat. <laughs> oh, okay, that's yeah. funny. This is the second <laughs> time we've gotten the Greatest Hits answer. I'm just gonna say it is a cheat, but it, it is absolutely you ask, cheat. What's an album? But it's You're right. Great <laughs> You're right. Uh, I mean, it's just like, you know, you get your happy place and yeah. either that or maybe some Almond Brothers or something. Almond Brothers, okay. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, something, you know, old school. Van Morrison, I like it. Yeah, my wedding song was Into the Mystic. That was my first game. There you go. Oh, look at that. <laughs> I love Van Morrison. Those are good answers. Lee, are you going or am I going? I can go. I've got one. I also have Listen, this is funny. I've, I've got gonna, one now, four now. I'm going I'm to let you have this one because I saw what you were looking at. Yeah, and that's it. And it was my answer. No way. It absolutely was. But I'll, I'll let you have it and I'll stall until I You're can such a liar. No, it wasn't. But go, go ahead. My, go my ahead, album sir. for this time is uh, going back to my sad boy emo days. <laughs> the U self-titled album. Oh, I the love U's. the U's. Yeah, right? Yeah. I actually yeah. have a tattoo on my Oh, nice. That's no awesome. Yep. That was my favorite Tell band all in high school. Same, so right. One of, one of them. Cool emo kids that got the tattoo on them. Yes. <laughs> legit, man. Legit emo, yeah. Not sure. everybody can say that. Look at that. Yeah. Everybody goes back and be like, yeah, back in my day. I and mean, she's like, listen, I got the proof. Yeah, and right. I was, I was there. I was for it. Don't cite the old magic to me. Right. I was there when it was written. I got my head dashed into a pole at a concert for the years because a crowd surfer. Yes. This is the story we want to hear. A crowd surfer fell on top of me because people didn't help me, you know, pass them through. And I, you know, went straight oh, into man. the pole. So security came over and pulled me out, and I flat out told them, hell no, I'm not moving because I want to see up close birds. <laughs> right, right. me cracking sweat on my face. Yes. I said, yes. I want to have me a sweat on my face. That's awesome. They're like, they're like, we should really get you looked at. And I said, People get like, out never. of here, leave me alone. Not a chance. <laughs> I said, no way. Where was this at? Uh, this was at uh, the CSU uh, Center. Oh, Wolstein. Wolstein yeah. Center, yeah. Oh, man. This was back in 2004. Four or five, something like that. Yeah. I was like a junior in high school. Yeah. Love it. Long time ago. Wow, that was great <laughs> Little answer. tiny Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Um, I'll, I'll go to one that I was listening to recently. I don't know the name of the album, so give me that. But um, was uh, Tyler Childers. Okay. He's like an up and coming, like very old school country. Mm -hmm. So a new kid. I think he's really young, but sounds like the old like eighties, nineties country, not like. The like Florida Georgia Line or anything like that. Very yeah, like, country, like 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 Merle Haggard, like very old school. <laughs> I very, love how there's um, that the whole like new. Familiar, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a it, it's just it's a weird like indie old school country. I, it's I, very much like you're either gonna love it or you're yeah. gonna be like this is terrible. Yeah, I like Turn Willie Nelson off, country, kind of but yeah, very that, very much yeah, old school. So. I love how there's like that whole new genre breeding because of the whole pop country thing. Yeah, that there's like a whole bunch of up and coming artists in that genre because they don't want to be associated right. with. Sure. Like the pop country, because I like that country. Yeah, you know, the pop, just, and the pop different. country has a place 
you know, I'm not gonna like diss on pop country, but it just it is I what will. it is. I will. It's but pop where music. Does, where does like a Chris Stapleton or a Zach Brown band? Where do they fall? They're probably. I mean, they're they're more. No, I would say probably not. I mean, they're they're still newer, but I would say Chris Stapleton definitely not. Chris Stapleton's no. old school. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, I like him. Yeah, very much along those lines, yeah. right? And probably a little more raw, a little more stripped back. And Tech Brown's kind of like, uh, kind of like rock country in a way. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah like kind of rockabilly a little bit. Which is cool. There you go, rockabilly. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, I will leave Lee with our other favorite question. Oh man, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, there's so, uh, the, the Steve question. Oh, I can ask that. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then we'll we'll put a bow on this, and uh, we'll let you guys get back to it, and we'll hang out in the beer hall. Absolutely. So. The last thing we usually ask, I guess, is if there was something, what would you have asked you? So if you were sitting in our seats, what's one thing we missed? What should we have asked that we didn't ask yet? <laughs> what didn't you ask? Shout out to Steve right. for this question, by the way. Because <laughs> every time everybody's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what do you, I guess it's, in a way it's kind of saying, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, what right. should like, we what, have what, asked what do we about? Miss? Right. Does it have to be related to beer? No. Or anything. <laughs> That's pretty open-ended. Yeah, I mean, it is. Know. There's a lot of things you didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, um, I think we covered the beer aspect pretty well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, you're I, sitting in there listening to me. I'm very big with food, so we didn't talk about. Yeah. Like, we haven't really we talked about Hopper House food. Favorite yes. food or anything like that. What's your go-to here? Yeah, right. What is here at Hopper House? Sure. Yeah. Um, I really like the Jaeger Schnitzel a lot. That's okay. kind of your classic Schnitzel that we have here. Um, trying to think of what else I like. There's a lot of good stuff here. I'm, I'm, really... I'm sold on the pretzel. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't leave. My wife's yeah. same way. We will have to eat five before we leave here. Yeah, <laughs> pretzels and beer. You can't really right. argue that. Fried pickles are pretty good. The too. fried pickles are good. They do that okay. in house. It's, really? It's like one of those little. Besides, if you're talking like apps, you know, I love the pretzels. Obviously, yeah. it's just. Right. Beer and pretzels. It's an easy question. It's like yeah. saying greatest hits when I ask you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> I, mean, the I love all, all the things schnitzels. Too. They've been changing the, the schnitzels up, so it's, it's been kind of fun really? like, seeing what they're coming up with next. Yeah. I mean, they've been kind of, what, every month now they're doing it? Yeah, every month we're coming out with three new schnitzel specials. Really? Um, to, um, that we only offer on Wednesdays during our schnitzel oh, Wednesday. Oh, awesome. So we always have the Jaeger schnitzel, the Braumeister schnitzel, and the schnitzel Wiener art, <laughs> which is on the menu at all times. And then on Wednesdays, we have those three plus three new there features. Was one, yeah, other picture that I and and for the lame person, not us, clearly. Right. <laughs> but if somebody didn't know what schnitzel was. Uh, it's a thinly uh, pounded pork cutlet that's breaded and fried. Oh, I mean, we, we knew that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's don't also me into that. Schnitzel, which is veal, um, but we don't do veal here. We do uh, chicken. If people don't want the pork, we can okay. substitute chicken. But nice. Um, yeah. So of, of anything with so say say the coals that, that they're tapping today, right? What would be what would you say would pair with that? Mm. What would you what would you order food if you came down if you're here tonight? Yeah, for food wise. Um, so I think our um, potato pancakes with smoked salmon would be really good with it because the, you know, the smoked salmon's nice and uh, light yeah. and uh, salad or any of the fish. Yeah, any of the fish good, options. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm thinking something lighter, um, 
Boy, but also somewhat hardier too <laughs> to yeah. go with the beer because the beer is the lighter. That's funny. Well, the the beer's got to match the food a little bit in right. intensity. Yeah. You know, sure. Like, you know, if I'm doing some hot wings, I want something that's got a little bit more kick to it. Sure. Than an IPA or something. Mm-hmm. Right. But if I'm doing something light, I want something light to kind of not overpower mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You want it to complement it. Right. You know, that's the best way I can describe as far as food and beer pairings. Um, sure. Yeah, and I think the potato pancakes are just heavy on their own, too, but with the smoked salmon, it adds that light um, protein to it. Yeah, that's a good answer. Very good. That's lacos, right? Potato pancakes? Is that that the right term? Or no? I think they're similar, but they're not made the same way, if that makes sense. I'm not the foodie. I'm the beer guy. <laughs> oh, well. I threw it out there. I was yeah. wrong. <laughs> I know what a lock is, but I'm trying to think of how they're prepared because I feel like that's more of like shredded potatoes. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. I'm not sure how they make their potato pancakes here. Okay. I think it's more of like a batter or something. Yeah. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, guys. This is, I mean, oh. this is awesome. And yeah, honestly, no, I, really think, I think we probably out. learned more from Josh than yeah. any other brewmaster right of explaining the process and what you guys have going on here yeah and this is by far the biggest spread <laughs> that we've ever had of glasses and pictures when Lee wasn't barely even drinking i know right so this, this right here this photo just makes me so happy we, should, we yeah. really kind of covered half of the spectrum i know and we got a couple more beers here too out, i know so we'll, we'll we will continue yeah drinking. we've got what eight beers uh, yeah, and then we've got a couple we are sampling back here that aren't even on tap yet. Yeah, so, so we'll, um, um, we'll we'll do some behind the scenes. Yeah, that's such a great. <laughs> yeah, like this is just this is amazing. This makes me happy right here. Like but we, um, no, nah, we'll we'll get some we'll get some photos and some videos and uh, hang yeah, out with anything that you guys, guys have that you don't mind sharing with us for us to share and I'm more sure. than happy to promote oh, you guys. Yeah, yeah Lacey's uh, Lacey's yeah, great. She's actually a photographer, so she's great at like taking photos and editing them and then sending awesome. them out. Yeah, yeah. I'm awesome. always looking for new photos too. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, I answered all your questions. No, no, no it, it was fun. Sometimes I kind of ramble and go on. No, Listen, it was perfect. It's, it's weird, and it's, I, and I was saying, Amanda, like this is the first time you guys ever done this. So what was? I mean, Lee, do you want to? Probably shut those off if you don't mind. Should we do a goodbye? Yeah. Seeing as that. Yeah, let's <laughs> I'm suggesting myself. Yeah. It's funny, yeah. So, so to, to bring, yeah, we always do. It's funny. So, to bring you guys up to speed, it's funny. Every episode, we do a um, the same like goodbye message. Yep. And for over a year that we've been doing this, Lee has not practiced it ever. Ever. And normally we just drop it on him and say, all right, three, two, one, do, do it. it. So, here it is, three, two, one, go. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe, share the podcast. Uh, leave reviews too because that really helps us out um check us out on facebook instagram uh we just got put on uh iheart radio this yes. past week so woo! Woo! Yeah. cheers to iheart radio <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Hey, the party is always brewing at Hopper House. Yeah, Hopper House. The party is always brewing. That's way better than anything I've ever said. We're taking everything Lee out that he said. We're ending it with that. That was awesome.